Captain Cayman! Greetings, listeners. This is your ever-faithful present, Capitan Michael Cave, and we've got a very distinguished guest coming aboard my cruise ship, the Duke of Hazard. And what I mean by that is uh, it is totally unpredictable how this thing is going to go. This guy is a hot mess, a big, sexy mess. Charles Duke, also known as Bubba Gaming. Welcome aboard my infrequently used vessel. How you doing, bro? I appreciate you having me, Mike. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Yes, yes, indeed, sir. Now, for our listeners, it's important to note that we've got a 757 Hampton Roads, Norfolk, Virginia thing going on here. It's about to be a party. So all the listeners in the 757, shout out to all the folks in Norfolk. And Norfolk is a kind of a place where you've got a rivalry of sorts with multiple high schools. You know, we've got Maury, which is, I think, the best where I came from. You've got Norview, where the Dukester came from. Hey, 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 hey. I know. But uh, Lake Taylor, Granby, and of course, Booker T. Washington. So shout out to all the listeners that come from any of those schools with Maury being the best. We're going to have the most listeners. Maybe Norview finish in second, as usual. And <laughs> y'all can tell us who's got the better laugh as we uh, set sail here. But, uh, Charles, let me, uh, oh, excuse me, Bubba, Bubba, let me familiarize you with the accommodations aboard my deluxe vessel here. So we're setting sail, and I just want you to know you can have anything you want to eat and drink and even dessert aboard my vessel. So can I take your order? What can we get started for you before we set sail? I will take the biggest, coldest Bud Light draft you can pour. Okay, no problem. And then... Picture that. I'm not really hungry, so I'll take something like... You have um, Poontang Pie? (laughs) Oh, my God. We got it all, man. But... Oh, my God. This guy's a mess. And for our listeners, this is explicit, but we're here to have a good time. Summer's upon us, and go figure. One of the other accommodations is the recent upgrade, Bubba, aboard my vessel is a jukebox. So once I give you this virtual token, what are you playing for our listeners? Um, It's got to be the watermelon crawl. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was hoping you would say Will Smith's Summertime, but I think that slap, nobody Uh, wants to talk about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. I'm surprised to hear you that you're not hungry and you're going to go with a light snack. So I was thinking you were going to order up. Is that a fat joke? No. I'm just saying (laughs) you're always posting pictures of food that I guess you cook on the Facebook. Yeah. Doesn't exactly look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to set sail here. Thank you for 
giving me your order. Uh, I hope that beer is as cold as you wanted it, but... Uh, yeah, it is. It is. You and I, we've known each other, Jesus Christ, man, we've known each other for a long-ass time. It predates the, the high school thing. We actually started out in the Little League system at Azalea Little League, yeah? Yep, yep. Okay. So let's see how good your memory is or if you fried all your brain cells with life. We had a major and then you graduated from major and you went up to the big boys. Do you remember what team you played for in the majors? The Angels. The Angels. Okay. Yep. Yeah, y'all had those uh, ugly green, I think it was. Was um, it green? Actually, uh, actually, it was like maroon. Maroon? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Maroon Angels for some reason. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Bob Early and uh, Bobby Cleek were on your team, yeah? No, I had... Um, Dad, got it. No, they played for... Um, was it... Who did they play for? I have no idea, man. I'm just throwing shit no. out. The only person I really remember on my team was John Burton. Oh, yeah. I remember John. And uh, his, his dad was the coach. Um, uh, I can't remember. I want. I keep wanting to say White Sox. Did they have White Sox in majors and seniors? Yeah. I they think did. they were all on um, the White Sox with um, Randy. Uh, was it Randy Savage, I think? Oh, Sub Savage. Is that who? Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Savage sounds like the macho man. You think you got your yeah, wrestling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got wrestling going on and Dusty Rose. Yeah, don't don't bring up those kinds of names in this, man. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> so let me tell you about my fondest memory from those Azalea Little League days. I mean, Major was fun. I played for the Mets. And uh, I definitely remember John Burton. He always threw out his arm for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Actually, but, uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't important. It was just how fast you could throw. Yeah. My my memories of those days were the suicide drinks. Mm -hmm. which was, uh, for all the listeners, a suicide drink is basically everything on tap mixed into one. And it just, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. So you get Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, Sprite, orange and whatever else they could throw in there that was a suicide <laughs> yeah i used to i drank a many a gallons of a suicide yeah and also uh the cheese sticks i mean heart attack on uh a mm. plate but uh those cheese sticks were something delicious i'm telling you i still enjoy uh concession stand food you know if i get to a, a ball field or something a little league facility first thing I do is go check out the concession stand. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, then we graduated and uh, I played on probably the worst team at that next level, which was the Giants. I mean, we sucked. We lost every game <laughs> and I always got on the mound every game and I was, I didn't yeah. like pitching, but I had to because I was the best we had yep. and you were on yep. the Royals. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's yep. It. Those yeah. good times, man. Those were we great. Uh, we weren't very good either. Yeah. We weren't very good. You know, the White Sox were stacked. Um, yeah. Yeah, they were. And before them, it was the Braves with the Coles and all that. You know, Cole had a stacked team. Yep. Those were the days, man. I mean, that was what it was all about. That was, I think, our first exposure to what it meant to be a part of a team, community, and just hanging out. Mm -hmm. 
You know, sometimes you would just, if you didn't have a life, which none of us did, you would just go back to Azalea Little League and follow everyone else and just hang out, especially during oh, yeah. the teenage years. Yeah, it was a hangout, you know. Yeah. Some people went to the mall, we went to the ball field, you know. That's right. Did you uh, also play peewee football there? I didn't. No. Okay. No. Okay. So, yeah. And then from there, if you were good enough, which all of us were, when you went to high school, you got to still play Little League. So you got to moonlight with uh, playing varsity, if you were lucky enough to make varsity and not JV, at your high school of choice. And then you'd come back and get be the man, be the star at Azalea. Yeah, yeah. Those days are pretty cool. You felt like a... Almost like a major leaguer walking back into Azalea, you know. You're like, man, he plays varsity. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, they used to use Azalea, that field, for high school games. So, yeah. you know, people would come out and stuff, and you would say, oh, this is a this is a short porch. I'm going to knock it out the park. And I didn't play much as a yeah. freshman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I, you were bigger than I was, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I played, I played uh, from day one to – you know, till it ended. Um, you know, we didn't have much of a team. It didn't take much to make our team, you know. <laughs> you spell your name and um, know how to tie your shoes, you pretty much made the squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. So do you remember your uh, senior year batting average, your final batting average? I know we both graced the cover of the compass for all tight I balls. don't. I don't. I know one year it was like three. I don't know. A little over three, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I remember mine. I used to, uh, every morning I would wake up, it would be 4.46 in the morning or 4.46 in the evening. And I bet it's 4.46 yeah. senior year. And Oh, wow. Know, it days. Yeah, I was, uh, I didn't have any power. I don't know if you remember my game, but uh, oh, yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fast. I had no power and I put the ball in play. I had, uh, I think, Junior year, I had a 16-game hit streak. Senior year, oh, I had wow. a 16-game hit streak. And uh, I would – you know how Tony Gwynn, when uh, he was playing for the Padres, he would always pick on the 5.5 hole between mm -hmm. uh, shortstop and third base? Well, I batted right-handed, and I would always pick on that as my leadoff hit. I would hit right. the ball in the exact same space every freaking game. So yeah, but didn't go to college uh, to play baseball. That's for sure. But those were the days, man. So yeah, that was fun. I think we could have probably made a college team. You know, yeah. not a big one. Maybe like a Norfolk State or something like that. Yeah, Norfolk State. Uh, I know a lot of people did end up going to Norfolk State, but uh, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Norfolk. I mean, uh, Norfolk's one of those uh, interesting cities where if you're not from Norfolk, you don't say Norfolk. You say Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hear how you say it, sir. Norfolk. Norfolk. All right. Norfolk. Yeah, you, you kind of, that wasn't as Southern as, as I was thinking, but uh, wow. Yeah. For our listeners, here's, here's some things that you need to know about people that are born and raised in Norfolk. Uh, there's certain words that they say that, you know, when you're, you're from Norfolk, you hear somebody say these two words just like this. So I'm going to say it first, and I'm going to have... Bubba here said, phone. 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 <laughs> my. 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 <laughs> my. My. <laughs> my. <laughs> Those are the main ones, but uh, 
I found something funny on uh, Facebook the other day where it was really poking fun at people from Virginia and the slang that is kind of on the menu. So I was poking fun and joking around and saying, you know what? I need to brush up on my uh, Virginia slang. And it's funny that everybody on uh, LinkedIn where I posted this, everybody that commented on it said the same thing. They're all from the 757 first and foremost. Uh, that was the funniest thing about it. But uh, it's basically, you good has so many fucking meanings. So <laughs> yeah, tell that me. Could mean, that, that could mean, um, you know, of course, like it sounds, are, you're checking up on somebody to see, yep. are you good? Are you okay? Or that could mean, I'm about to punch you in the face. <laughs> you know, it's like an invite to fight. You know, you good? You know, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so it could go either way, you know. You got to let the body language go from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a list of, let's see, like seven or eight things. Like, are you okay? What you covered? You are okay. How have you been? Did you get enough? Did you get enough to eat? Did you get enough ass whipping? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stop talking to me. No need to say, star, you good. And <laughs> you need some money. You good? <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lot of that going around here too. People begging for money when you talk about Norfolk. I'm, I don't know how it is out in Cali, but yeah, uh, I'm it's sure bad. it has its spot. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I mean, uh, two things that are really out of control is the amount of people asking for money and then the homelessness. Yeah, I mean the the front of Seven Elevens pretty much look like a homeless shelter sometimes. You know, people wow. sleeping behind them. When right in front of the doors, you got to step over them to go in. I mean, it, it's getting bad, man. That's that's unfortunate, but uh, I know. I was riding a train one time in Sacramento, and I got a whiff of uh, how the operation runs. How you ask people for money? There were these two people that asked people for money that hopped on the train, and one of them was clearly an apprentice. He was new, and the guy's <laughs> telling them exactly how to ask and exactly the quantity to ask for. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And it turned out that that's the, the key to getting people to give you money. Don't ask for a dollar, ask for 19 cents. So there's a method behind their madness. There absolutely is. And there's a science to it. You know, and what I realized after they got off and started begging was that uh, the next person that asked me, they asked me for this precise amount of change. Do you have 36 cents? And, uh, <laughs> I said, nah, sorry, and I kept it moving. But then they asked another person, do you have 42 cents? And the person starts rummaging through their purse. And then that gives them a chance to see dollar bills flying around and mm -hmm. to strike up a conversation as they are trying to get that exact change. Yeah. That they're likely to give more money. I'm just like, holy shit, man. <laughs> they, uh, they're getting bold. Uh, I told one guy, you know, I said, sorry, man, I don't have any change. And he said, well, 7-Eleven has an ATM machine in there. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know they do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember uh, leaving a bank one day at lunch, ATM. Guy just turned the corner and was right there. I know you got money. Can you give me uh, some money? I'm like, uh, no, sorry, man. And he's like, yeah. so you're not going to help a brother out. I'm like, oh, please, don't play that card. Yeah. So, and of anyway. course, half of the people I run into out here begging for money, I'm related to. So, you know, it kind of <laughs> it, it makes it hard to say no, you know? I'm like, come on, Uncle Junebug. Come on, man. What are you doing out here? It's laying on the ground. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, Norfolk's an interesting place. I mean, uh, it's one of those places where people that grow up there, some stay, some never leave, some do, and sometimes they come back, raise a family and all that fun shit. But uh, for me, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, anybody that can get away, it, I mean, I'm sure that people say that from wherever they're from, you know? Yeah. If you can get away, I don't blame anybody that can, you know, but I don't blame anybody for coming back because I'm glad I was raised here because I I learned how to get along with everybody, you know, it's a mixed bag here because of the military. Mm -hmm. So some of my best friends were black, were Asian, were Spanish, were white, you know, so yeah, that's one thing I am glad I was raised around was diversity, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a melting pot because of the uh, naval presence there and stuff. Yeah. And you know, the proximity to the water, you know, the beaches and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, yep. I don't know what you did for uh, your senior trip or whatever, but ours, we went to Bush Gardens. Uh, I don't think I did anything. I don't think I went. Really? I probably took my girl to the hotel. <laughs> you had a girl. You had a girl. Big sex. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, had a hot girl. <laughs> I wasn't always three hundred plus, baby. I was a stud back in the day. Now, that's true. That's true. Well, you saw I tried to give you an assist on my own Facebook page at one point, where I uh, found that newspaper article where you uh, you had that goatee and you know that oh, yeah. that bowl cut. <laughs> that bowl cut, aka panty dropper. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that thing was tight. <laughs> You know, you're blasting it out there on Facebook saying, look at how sexy I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome, man. But uh, so yeah, well, that was like our, what was that, our junior year, all, all, um, all district? Uh, if you were lucky enough to make it junior year, I, I made it junior year and senior year. I'm pretty sure you did, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think that news article, particular news article, I think was from our junior year i believe yeah yeah it was me with the uh i had these big ass eyes and i actually had hair on my head and stuff but those were good times man it was nice to get recognized one of the years i made it for the outfield which blew my mind <laughs> i can't I, see you in the outfield yeah I, I and i only played a couple times out there but i think it was one of them things where they wanted me on to make it but that maybe um they had there was a better catcher first baseman in the in the in the division you know so they just said ah, outfield <laughs> yeah yeah no, that makes sense maybe i got the votes but just not you know for my primary i don't know it blew my mind when they were, when i was read the paper and it was like outfield like dude i played outfield for like three games <laughs> and i made all district for outfield and yeah. i don't know it, it kind of made me laugh well all i know is that you did not make it in the position of center field because I was there. No, no, no. My no. territory. <laughs> but everybody hated to play Maury for some reason. I don't know. Y'all were good. I almost went to Maury. Um, you know, when Masterson went over there, he was my coach my freshman year. Right. And um, he did a lot for me over there. He raised my game a lot. And, um, you know, he took me to some camps and made sure I, made, I took SATs, you know, starting in the ninth grade and just to get familiar with it, you know, and he was, 
when he left, he told me that he would pull some strings to get me over there, you know. Nice. But yeah, but I didn't do it, you know. Yeah, well, that would have been, you know. Yeah, it would have been. It would have definitely made it interesting because we had a a first baseman that was uh, just as big as you, uh, yeah. just as big of a bat as you had. But yeah. in terms of our catcher, I don't know. I think there was some flexibility there, so that would have been yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all definitely had a stacked squad. Didn't y'all win state one year? No, no. Didn't even get close. I mean, um Oh really? Yeah. We uh played at ODU and we lost, yeah. you know, so we didn't advance. But you know, Little League was fun where we would always uh that team of uh superstars that they put together, we would always advance and we would get to travel around Virginia. I remember one time yeah. it wasn't played super senior? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I played. Um, I think Mr. Coach, uh, Mr. Mansfield coached out at the team I was on, Super Senior. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, was that the one where you had the the blue and orange jerseys instead? Um, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I remember that... one year for uh, Norview, we almost beat y'all at Fleet Park. Oh, I God. remember Masterson coming up to me and put me in a headlock because it was. <laughs> It was late in the game, and I put one over the left field fence. It was a two-run shot, and mm -hmm. it put us up by two. And y'all end up coming back, but it was very, very close. Yeah. A lot closer than Masterson wanted to lose to Norview. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think y'all were fighting for either district or state, you know, rankings or whatever. And a loss to Norview would not have looked good. Yeah. You know? He was very uh... – conscientious of that and he did yeah, not like he came, up and he came up put me in the headlock he said you some bitch you almost did it and i was like i i tried that's awesome yeah no he definitely had uh options in terms of uh a stack team and uh yeah. i think we just all knew how to work together and man mm -hmm. i had a, a really funny thing happen one year it was the senior year we had i don't know if norview had it but uh we had alternating jerseys so, mm -hmm. you know, we had a vest, get up, we had the, the whites, we had the pinstripes, we had a uh, pinstripes plus a blue. Well, early in the season, I had lost the blue Maury jersey. I mean, lost it. And uh, towards the end of the season, guy came to pick me up from my house in uh, Park Place. And uh, we see this guy standing outside of uh, Family Dollar <laughs> with the fucking shirt on. And uh, I'm like, oh, stop the car. So he pulls over and I'm like, hey, we got a game in an hour. I need that shirt off your back. He says, well, you give me five bucks, you got it. Man, that fucking shirt reeked like onions, man. I bet, I bet, man. <laughs> so pop the quarter in the laundromat, washer, got some soap in there. And then we tried to air dry it so we wouldn't be late to the game. Yeah, it still yeah. smelled like onions. Wow. <laughs> so I put that fucker on. And uh, nobody in the huddle would stand next to me. And the coach, Masterson, is just looking at me like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if <laughs> man, I didn't wear cool. that blue jersey, I would have had to sit out, man. Oh, wow. Anyway, that's my uh, Eastern District uh, story, man. So, But let's uh, let's unpack uh, what the fuck have you been up to since graduating from high school? Uh, what do you do? And then uh, what are you doing like right now? What are you trying to get into in terms of passions? Um, after high school, I went directly, I think, uh, I graduated like June 12th and like June 23rd, I started the job I'm still at right now to this day. Um, wow. 
really don't want to say the name of it, but it's a brown company that does a lot of trucking. Um, and I drive a tractor trailer for them. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, I don't know how that goes about saying their name and all that, but ah, we're, um, we're golden. Yeah, I'm sure you can use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you take time off. I've seen uh, when you've taken time off, you've ended up on the West Coast. Sometimes you've ended up traveling the the country with uh, some family members. Uh, you got any stories yeah. to share about that? Yeah, um, my niece actually still, she lives in California right now, so that gives me a reason to come out there. Um, then sometimes we'll meet, you know, like uh, in February we met in Texas, Galveston, and hung out there, and we'll meet in Mexico sometimes. We'll meet all over the place, you know. So we uh, we don't have much family, but a little bit we do. We try to do something at least once a year, you know. That's good. Everybody get, get together, yeah. Is it like a one-week thing, two-week thing? Usually a week, yeah. Okay. Yep, usually a week. Yeah, and um, I'm on. I'm on a three-week vacation right now. I'm about ready to go back to work. To be honest with you. Wow. But um. Yeah, and then um, you know, I've been there for uh, what June 23rd will be 25 years. I've been at that company working, and then uh, the last last about year, I was dabbling with the idea of being a content creator on facebook um okay initially i would go in there and my sole purpose was to get kicked out of their chats because i thought they were kind of weird people you know just grown-ups playing video games and then even weirder people watching them you know and actually giving them money you know and uh so my sole purpose was to just joke them until they kicked me out and then uh, I would go on to the next one until they kicked me out and I just keep the cycle going. And I ran into one guy. He's been my inspiration. Um, he uh, actually started, he kicked me out of my first account and then I have a backup account. You know, all good shit talkers have a burner account. So um, <laughs> I, I, I logged in onto my burner account and I started watching him and I was like, man, this dude's actually pretty funny. Well, fast forward to to today i'm a one month long content creator on facebook gaming um no, no. now i am one of the weirdos playing a video game with weirder people watching me so yeah that's uh, awesome it's kind of funny the way it worked out you know yeah i think that content creation is one of the more fascinating hobbies or jobs uh, some of the people you're talking about that uh make money it's oh yeah but yeah. something that you could be passionate about and it could be frustrating i imagine starting out oh yeah it, it can especially with my computer background which is um zero um <laughs> zero. it was yeah i didn't own a pc until about uh two months ago ever in my life wow so if i couldn't do it on my phone i couldn't do it so um did i hear that thing <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't do it on my phone and here I am in 1996, where my first PC was a 486DX100, you know, and I uh, yeah. got a salary advance from my dishwashing job in Norfolk, Baker's Crust, to get it out of a uh, layaway. I had to lay away my first PC. <laughs> so we're to totally uh, different ends of the spectrum when it comes to computer knowledge and all that stuff, I guess. Uh, what? We are very similar in terms of uh, content creation because uh, yeah. I'm not a, a streamer like you. There's streamers, there's bloggers, there's podcasters. 
I'm actually yeah. a podcaster slash audiobook narrator, and my hobby got a similar start to yours where there weren't many listeners, but eventually you get better and better by finding somebody that's like a source of inspiration for you and mm-hmm. you make it what you know what you want and you you take input from people it can get frustrating but you stick with it and you'll have a very special brand i think what you're doing is funny as fuck to be honest with you yeah i appreciate <laughs> it that's what um like i when i was watching that one guy you know i was like this dude's funny and people were sending him you know you know he makes six easily six figures a year doing it and that's that's just his part-time gig. He just does it on the side, you know? Um, and I'm like, well, I can just, I like to talk shit. I'm, I think I'm halfway funny, you know, shit. If I could get an extra 30 grand a year, you know, as some supplemental income, you know, I'll talk shit all day as long as someone's willing to listen, you know? So, um, well, and that's what, that was my thought process. And, I've come to find out it's not as easy as it as as it seems yeah. as far as building a community and an audience. Yep. Um, what's weird is some of the people that I thought would be my biggest supporters are nowhere to be found, and people that I never thought would be have anything to do with it are some of my biggest. You know, so it's it's kind of weird. It, you know, it's it's weird. Um, I, I can see that being a, a fascinating piece of data. I mean, uh, you yeah. want those people that you thought are going to be in your corner there, but they're yeah. not. And it turns out yeah. that who your biggest audience is, is somewhat in your control, but you never know what somebody's looking for. And I think you're on to something special with this brand, Bubba Gaming. It's just yeah. freaking hilarious. I mean, uh, you're up there shooting up stuff with that game. You know, my, yeah. my gaming stopped at a game called Duke Nukem 3D. That's how <laughs> old I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember old Duke Nukem. <laughs> and uh, Diablo and, you know, uh, lag time because you didn't have a T1 line. You know, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but I, I did have, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, my first PC had a 33.6 modem. So it wasn't the bottom of the barrel 14.4K or 28.8. It wasn't a 56.6, but it was a 33.6. So I was holding my own, but it was all that I could afford, man. I lived in Park Place for five years. You're speaking Spanish right now. <laughs> I'm speaking geek. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I- I'd love to dig into this uh, hobby, this content creation a little bit more, but I, I want to pause because uh, I remember you were shit talking in a-, a lake bass fishing are you still bass fishing or did you sell all your stuff to pay for this streaming no, no i still got all that too um i um i still do a little fishing that's definitely took a step back to be honest i was doing a lot of tournament fishing and i kind of got burnt out on it really yeah um every time the boat left i was on the way to a tournament and it kind of took the, the fun away from it you know i did that I've been doing that strong for probably five or six years now. And it, it, I found that fishing wasn't as fun as it once used to be. So I've kind of taken a step back from the tournament fishing and just go fun fishing, you know, like old school, you know, what, uh, what made me fall in love with it in the first place. So kind of went back to my roots, you know, I think sometimes it's important to press the reset button every now and then, you know? Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's better when you're the one that's doing it, not somebody else, right? Right, right. Yeah. 
but that was where I, I saw that you had something special in terms of a comedic gift. You know, you were, yeah. were talking shit and holding your own, and you were really busting balls out oh, there. Yeah. Oh, and you were streaming it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd beat them, and they would... They didn't like when I won, put it that way, because um, they know for the next two or three days on... they Put it this way, when I won, they didn't get on Facebook for a couple of days because they knew that it was going to be shit talk after shit talk, and I was going to remind them how bad I beat them. <laughs> oh my god yeah and uh but were these friends or were these just uh people that you were competing with because yeah yeah they're buddies of mine they're, oh. they're buddies of mine they always tell me to stay humble and you know it'll come back to bite you which it uh, it did you know i mean i'd go out the next time and get my teeth kicked in but to me it doesn't matter all i remember is the time that i kicked their teeth in you know so I'm I'm fishing ignorant. I've never really fished. I mean, I think I went once with my dad, and I just gave him back the rod because it just wasn't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what what does success look like out there on the water? Is it how many fish you catch, or is it something different? Well, in the tournaments, uh, most of them do a five fish limit, and so you can bring five to the scales, and then the heaviest five combined win. Oh. So, yeah, and um. So, you know, that's basically it. The heaviest five fish win. Hmm. And uh, how do you get heavier fish? Is it just luck of the draw? Is it a special bait? Is it? Uh, there's, you I get... tell you that I have to kill you. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, it's a lot of luck. People can act like they know what they're doing all they want. But um, luck has, it's probably 80% luck and 20% idea. Um, there's there's seasonal patterns the where the way the fish move um from winter to spring to fall to you know whatever there's seasonal patterns and some people can follow the fish around the lake all year long um and some people just like myself i have a little bit of an idea and i can't stay on them like some people can but um there's some knowledge. There's there's definitely knowledge to be learned there as far as all that goes. That's why I say it's it's eighty percent luck and twenty percent knowledge. Right on, right on. That's that's awesome. All right. So I really wanna get back to this hobby you have, content creation. It's uh not for the thin skin, it's something where you have to manage your brand. You have people coming after you. I mean, that's why I thought it was really funny, Bubba, when you were saying that you were just showing up to streams to talk shit and see how fast you can get booted, when now you've got to manage people being out of line as you work on perfecting your craft. So you're doing your yeah. own moderation, which is Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to have any moderators working for me yet, but, but see, the difference between me and them is I welcome that um that's nothing but content for me it's true uh, you know so i my comedy comes on a on the, the more spontaneous and witty side like uh i probably wouldn't be a good stand-up comedian but i'd be a very good like saturday night live type guy you know you know so <laughs> that's where I, I welcome you you you're gonna really have to do some um something very detrimental to my to my brand for me to ban you 
you know, I mean, I, I had to ban a couple people, which they were my friends, but they are just giving me a hard time. But, you know, there's certain words these days you can't say about certain communities. Yeah, um, yeah that's And they true. know it, and they, they just came in. And so I had to ban them because that, that could be detrimental to monetization of, of, right. of my stream, you know, so um, I can't have that, you know, so. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're aware of it. And I think uh, one of the things I've seen you do as I've listened in is you've evolved, which I think is the most important thing that a content creator can do. I mean, you're going to have good days. You're going to have days where you're like, fuck it, I ain't feeling it. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. shut it down. And then you're going to have two for days, you know, yeah. where you, you do two streams because you're just absolutely feeling it. You're energized. Yeah. And yeah. you've got supporters coming out, but just watching you navigate the journey and i've seen the journey i've not by facebook but by uh, twitch uh yeah seeing people evolve in that space and just build out their brand and then people show love and support and uh people just show up to talk some people just yeah. show up to sleep on camera some people dance some people put on all sorts of performances but yeah, oh, it's yeah. a really popular yeah. platform for gamers so i'm glad that you're in the space i think bubba's gonna be a hit brand because uh i think a lot of there's a lot of bubbas out there that can resonate you know what you're saying yeah. can resonate with them yeah the the whole trailer park thing seems to uh <laughs> to get giggles you know and it's and it's amazing how many people are like i grew up in a trailer park I, there's nothing like it and i'm like yeah <laughs> i guess i mean i'm just joking but uh you know yeah. um yeah but it's um I don't know. It's been fun. And the thing about it is I'm having fun doing it. And if there comes a time where it's no longer fun, then I'll just sell it all and, and go move on to something else, you know? So it's that uh, I'm definitely not doing it for the money. You know, yeah. uh, I'm lucky enough to have a, you know, a job that pays pretty decent for, for what I need. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely not doing it for the money. I think last month I made like a hundred bucks, you know? So yeah. it's, it's not for the money. It's, it's, I like, talking shit and like i said and you know i like making people laugh so as long as they're willing to show up i'm willing to make an asshole out of myself you know? oh I, I think you're doing a brilliant job at it it's like i never knew you were this funny you know i thought you were actually a pretty quiet guy you know i'd ask you yeah. a question when we would play together on the all-star teams and their response would usually just be yup or nope yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i um yeah, a lot of people have said that. They've messaged me. It's like, dude, even people I've known, they're like, dude, I had no idea you were that funny, you know? I was like, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes when you're around people, you kind of clam up a little bit, you know? But yeah. when I'm in the comfort of my own home, even though I'm talking to people, it's really not, it's, I'm not, you know? I'm just talking to a camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you're investing, though, in a brand that really allows you to, your personality to come out and uh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like i think one of the things i told you when you had expressed a little bit of frustration with hey how am i going to get more followers i'm like you know what just show up and yeah talk. who cares who's there bottom line yeah. is it's your product it's your brand and uh you decide where you want to take it and I, yeah. I just show up sometimes to laugh you know sometimes i'm having a a day and I'm like, oh, I see Bubba's gone live. Just let me see what the fuck he's talking about now. Kind <laughs> I know of he's good for a couple of laughs. Yeah, oh, yeah. I told my wife you know, about it. 
when I was coming up with the brand, you know, I mean, there's there's endless opportunities and and options as far as you know a brand of, you know, and I was thinking I was for some reason blue overalls in the trailer park just. It came to my mind, and I was like, "Dude, that I think that fits my person." Sadly, that fits my personality. You know, <laughs> I'm not proud. That's nothing to be proud of, you know. But it is what it is, you know. Well, think about it this way. I mean, I don't know if you've ever taken Uber and Lyft, but uh, there was a big difference between hailing an Uber when they both first started and hailing a Lyft. Like Lyft, yeah. really, they really, as a brand sought to separate themselves from uber so the first thing you saw is this ugly ass furry pink mustache on trucks on uh mm -hmm. toyota priuses on just mercedes benzes and then people just got tired of you know that shit show on their uh front yeah. dash but uh then they evolved and then they hired these people with these really eclectic personalities you know where their whole inside of their car is bedazzled or they've got creative snacks for people, little gift yeah. bags. You know, it was like, what the fuck? But people were doing whatever they felt was necessary to stand out. And that's what I see you doing. I, I see you as somebody that is uh, really comfortable in their own skin starting out in this journey. And I think you you already are successful because you can make my ass laugh. That's not easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And I see you also taking chances like, uh, I see you posting these little clips of some of your funniest moments from one of yeah. your streams, and it's, it's fucking funny, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just learning how to if I could if I if I knew how to edit and make all these clips that I see, I think I could really push um, my reach out to a lot more people. But I, it's all a learning, and and I welcome the learning curve. You know, it's all part of it. You know, just like when I I bought all this. Uh, I mean, I bought the top of the line um mixers and and mm -hmm. stream decks and i mean i have the the guy that i watch that makes six figures a year doing it i have almost his same exact setup minus he's a dual pc and i'm a single pc but and i had no idea how to sell i i stayed up for hours and hours watching youtube videos on how to route audio i'm sure you you're familiar with the frustrations of routing audio routing video and through all the different channels and when I press this mute button, who can hear me? And when I press this mute button, who can't, you know, it's, 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 um, it was a lot, but I'm glad I did it because if something was to go wrong while I'm live, I have an idea of how to troubleshoot it mm -hmm. because I didn't just pay somebody to do it, you know? So yeah, it, uh, it, it's frustrating, but it's, it's oddly satisfying, you know? I'm, I'm fucking impressed because uh, you, you talk about you, you brand yourself as computer illiterate, yet you've uh, you got enough savvy to invest in top of the line equipment and then sit down and figure out how to use it. So you're not completely yeah. helpless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I was blessed with a certain amount of intelligence, just enough to get me in trouble. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, I'm having fun with it. It's Good. um, it's fun. Like I said, if it if it comes a day where it's no longer fun or whatever, then like I said, I'll just pack it all up and sell it on eBay or whatever, and move on to the next one or whatever. You know. So. 
Nah, right now, I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm really glad I did it. You know, I, I toyed with the idea for months and months and months. Like I said, I was watching these people just, and some of them weren't that funny, and they were making some pretty good money, you know, and I'm like, yeah. all right, now now it started to become personal, you know, like I know for a fact I'm funnier than that some bitch, <laughs> and I'm sitting here watching him. He just made 200 bucks in a half an hour, you know, so. Unreal. Um you know, but yeah, there's a lot of um, frustrations that come with it. Um, expectations that, you know, fall short. And um, uh, of course I wish my following and everything would be a lot higher, but you know, you know, like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. No, and I think you need to find the right platforms to get that following. It's This is like in the streaming community, it's, it's almost like uh, you support me, I'll support you. And if you can get somebody yeah. that's got a, a legit following to come and support you and then they bring what is essentially what I call a hype train, yeah. that's where it's just like you take off and then the expectations take on a new meaning because people are going to show up to see you and that means you have to start dreaming up content. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I, I'm doing, I think I'm ahead of the curve. Like I've had, Absolutely. you know, um, other streamers reach out and you know like when i first got my I, I think uh three days into it i got monetized i met all the requirements and wow most of the time it takes people a couple months you know so i got monetized very quickly of course with the help of, of, of a lot of people and um uh, i've thanked them personally but um i was definitely you know i got a lot of good people in my corner so that's and you know they have a good following and that guy that I was, you know, spoke of earlier, he's he's raided me a couple of times and sent his people over. So I've gained some of his community and um, hell, I'm part of his community. So it's they already knew me over there, you know, because um, just from me acting up in the chat and everything. So <laughs> once once a lot of them found out that I was, you know, starting my own, they were they were more than happy to come over and drop me a follow. And so yeah, I I got a lot of good people in my corner and. Like I said, I just gotta uh, constantly remind myself that um, to just stay grinding, you know? Yep. Keep on it and don't get frustrated. Yeah. I think that it's important to acknowledge that a lot of people do give up early because they let those emotions, the negative emotions of just feeling like you failed. Yeah, just, yeah. You, you basically opt out. So I think it's good that you tried it all and that you're finding success, I actually think that a lot of your success is fueled by what I call just the 757 effect. I mean, look at how many successful people from yeah. all walks of life have come out of the 757. That's oh, what yeah. I think it is. Yeah, you know? I mean, we have we have a lot of uh, successful people from sports, to yep. all kinds of stuff, you know? Yep, I think from almost every high school, we've got a few people that have made it in pro football, pro baseball, pro yeah, you got, football. Yep. Yeah. Acting. Yeah, yeah. acting. So I'm, I'm going to show off my knowledge for you a little bit here as far as All how right. much I know about that school you went to, Norview High. Uh, James Whitley. Yeah, yep. Michigan. And then he ended yep. up in the pros. Yeah, he played for the Rams and the Packers. Yep. yep. And then for basketball, David Martin. Tennessee. Yeah. 
Yeah, he made the NFL too. Yep. Yeah. Tight end, yeah. Yeah, he played for he played behind Bubba Franks on the uh on the Packers as well. Yeah. So I mean that that's I don't know, you can't help but be proud when you see people making it, no matter how long they stay. When you see them oh, yeah. Rhodes and you know they came from the 757, it's just uh, Hampton Rhodes is a, a just a, a real hub for talent of all sorts. And I think oh, yeah. I don't know, it was just good schools there to where if you had the, the aptitude for certain things, whether it's greatness or whether it's just figuring things out, you could do it. Yeah, yeah. So, we had, uh, I think our senior year, we had nine Division One signees in football. Um, wow. We had Michigan, Tennessee, a couple went to Virginia Tech. Um, I'm trying to think of somewhere else. Um, yeah, those were the big ones. I think two went to Virginia Tech and one went to Michigan and one went to Tennessee. Hmm. I know you played football for Norview. Were you their kicker? <laughs> I was I wasn't much. I I never played a down of organized football until I played for Norview. Holy shit. And the first time I went down into a three point stance, it was hilarious because I was not doing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but um I did it just to stay in shape for baseball, you know. Oh, okay. And I, I messed around with the wrestling team as well and, and kind of worked out with them a little bit, you know, so I kept myself active, you know, throughout the year. Wow. I don't even want to imagine you in a wrestling getup. Come on, man. I was, I was, hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I was, it was something to be seen. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, I was actually a decent size. Dude. I was I like 6'2", 215 my senior year. So it was, you know, I was, I was a big cat, you know. Hmm. Interesting. And then it all just went to shit for all of us. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I still, I'm still 6'2", 215, but I, I got about 50 pounds of, a padding around that 215 frame, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just in case I fall down, you know? <laughs> I call it a famine pack. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny, man. This has been a real treat having you aboard the cruise ship. Thanks for hopping on. I don't yeah, know man, if, I, if I got permission to call you Chuck, Charles, Bubba, you know, Big Sexy. What, what would you prefer coming from Captain Caveman? Um, big sexy. I like the. I like how that sounds. Okay, That's I cool. like how that sounds. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are you going to be doing uh, the next stream? Is it based on a game? Do you just get on there just to shoot the shit sometimes? See, I. Uh, that's how I can tell I've evolved because I used to sit in front of this computer and like, like get nervous and because you got to press go live, you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, clicking that go live used to be something, but now I just click it and I, like, I would almost like have my routine already, you know, what I thought I was going to do, blah, 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 before I click live. Now I just sit down in front of it and click live and, and I figure it out as I go, you know? Yeah. So, um, the stress is no longer there, which is a good thing. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not nervous. The nerves are gone, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't know if I will evolve into uh, a content creator that actually streams. I mean, my brand is pretty specific right now to this podcast where I've, I've had right. people recently say, when are you getting back out on the high seas? It's like, the fuck, man? You see, I got these triplets, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got very little time to do these kinds of things and uh, then just being tired. But people are like, we want we want more content. It's like, all right, I got you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was kind of like I told you, I was kind of nervous when you, when you invited me because I've, I've listened to some of your previous podcasts and there's just some pretty smart guys and articulate and intelligent fellas and, and then there's me, a truck driver, you know. So I, <laughs> I had to make sure you knew what you were getting into, you know, what pile of shit you were stepping into there. Well, here's the thing, though. We are an equal opportunity <laughs> vessel, and I like everybody's, that. I like got that. Some, everybody's got something to say is what it boils down to. And it's always good to catch up with cool people. And right. I am proud of, you know, what you're doing with uh, Bubba Gaming. Uh, would you like to tell our listeners how they could find Bubba Gaming? Like, where the fuck yeah, are you? Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook Gaming. Uh, just type in Bubba Gaming and you'll see a big fella in some blue overalls and that'd be me. Come on over. I, 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 I'd, I'd love to be able to, uh, for the opportunity to uh, entertain you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, the boat is uh, approaching the uh, port and uh, we are going to dock soon. But before we do, and I'll let your ass off my vessel, my fine vessel, which I uh, hope you've had a, a you know, enjoyable time as I have catching it up. Is. I, I, can I say real quick, that is the finest poontang pie I've ever had in my life. I just want you to know that. That is the tastiest <laughs> poontang pie I've ever had. Oh, my God. You are a hot mess, man. But, uh, <laughs> what words of wisdom do you want to leave our listeners with, if you have any? I, I see you as a wise guy, a smart ass, but let's see what you um, get. Words of wisdom coming from Bubba is a scary thing, if you think about it. Um, no, but if I had to say anything, uh, look, just bringing it uh, right back to, to our conversation, um, is to keep an open mind. You know, like I said, um, you never know what the future holds. I never, ever thought that I would be that weirdo streaming a video game, you know, but here I am. Um, I never thought if a year ago, if you would have asked me, will you ever stream? I, there's no, there's no way, you know, these guys are weirdos and blah, blah, blah. I'm too cool for that, blah, blah, blah. And, and here I am, you know, being a, a content creator on Facebook gaming. So I would say keep an open mind and, and don't, don't knock it. Um, things that, you know, you're not familiar with because you never know, you know, you never know what the future holds. Yeah. And it seems like, you get a lot of satisfaction out of entertaining whatever yeah, yeah. audience is, no matter how small or if it gets to be big and you hit that thousand follower milestone, yeah. you're getting something out of it. And you know, when it's no longer fun, you're going to hang it up. Right. So yeah, yeah. I'm doing it my way on my terms. And, you know, like I said, luckily I'm not financially uh, married to this, this gig. So, um, you know, like I said, it's, yeah, basically never say never, you know, uh, would be my words of wisdom because you you never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, hell, one day I might get married, you know, you, I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know where you've been banned more, Facebook gaming or Facebook proper. I think you've been in Facebook jail a few times. You might oh, be in jail right me. now. <laughs> they, they, they know me. They know me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, um, you can only hope to contain them. The, the last girlfriend I had, I met on Ancestry.com. So it was, <laughs> it was a good, it was a good time, but that didn't work out. Um, 
Well, are y'all related? Jesus Christ, yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was puppy love. We just kind of happened to came from the same litter. You know what I mean? <laughs> so no, I'm just, I'm just taking kidding. it back to the the Norfolk days. I mean, uh, I don't know. I know you're from Norfolk. You're still in Norfolk, but uh, I don't know if you ever got the pleasure of being invited to a St. Pius dance or any kind of dance. I don't think oh, yeah. you got to move like Jagger, but those were some special times, man. I mean, you brought out yeah, your best to, cologne. Oh yeah, I've been to uh, St. Pius. Oh yeah, breaking out the polo and yeah. the uh, what? What I had obsession and CK one. <laughs> I had not Hey, you talk about moves like Jagger. Jagger ain't got moves like Bubble. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I get. I, hey, I got a. I can do a mean stinky leg. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Well, but I mean, if you start dancing on your fucking stream, man, I'm gonna have to start worrying about you, man. I I, I would love to, but the the guy who I'm heavily influenced by does that. So. I, I don't want to be called, you know, a copycat and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. if it wasn't for that, I'd already be doing it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, before I let you off, Bubba, uh, the chefs are saying that we got to throw all this fucking food out. Is there anybody that wants any? So, uh, do you have another order you'd like to place in like a, a plate in East coast? When you take a plate, that means, uh, a plate wrapped in saran wrap usually. Oh yeah, I'll take some of that good old. Um, let's see, I take I take two pieces of fried chicken, uh huh, mac and cheese. Oh yeah, some potato salad, but I I gotta see who made the potato salad. All right, <laughs> I gotta make sure their arms are nice and flappy and and they got a little weight amongst themselves because skinny <laughs> folks can't make potato salad. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You know the deal. So yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I remember when I first um, moved back to Norfolk and uh, my mom used to take me to church with her. I was Catholic, but I used to have to go to a Baptist church. And, you know, Baptist churches, uh, church isn't usually an hour. It could be a range from an hour and a half to four hours. It depends on oh, yeah. uh, who catches the, uh, the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> so naturally you're hungry as fuck at the end of it all and uh you will see food and i used to see chicken sandwiches and i'm thinking oh yeah nice piece of boneless breast no it was literally chicken with the bone wrapped in two pieces of white bread saran wrap oh man <laughs> legit chicken sandwiches and stuff so that is Dang. one of the things i miss about norfolk is uh legit soul food and uh oh, know, yeah that southern comfort right yeah, nice catfish dinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I will be uh, definitely, I don't know if you've ever hit up, uh, shout out to Carlos at uh, Our People's Soul Food, Soulful Seafood, but he actually opened up a restaurant in uh, Ocean View, I believe, by the beach. And oh, wow. uh, I don't know. You should check it out, man. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I definitely will. I yeah. definitely will. So, uh, like I said, I will be heading back east and... Uh, Maybe I'll hit you up. Maybe we'll hang out. But hopefully yeah. our listeners uh, got a few laughs in. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, at Norview that's listening. Nothing personal. And then uh, shout out to everybody at Norview. Yeah. Commodores, man. Commodores all the way. 
All right, everybody. So thanks again for listening. The boat is now docked. Bubba is off. Bubba is happy. Captain Caveman out.